All right, folks, if you're enjoying the show, make sure that you subscribe to the YouTube and also go over to that Instagram and uh, follow us there. And if you do both those things and you ask a question any which way, whether you comment on something or you fire it into the DMs on the Instagram, uh, we will be taking questions there and Mr. Anderson will file them together and we will be answering them at the end of each episode. All right, welcome back to another episode of The Sportsman. That is Joey Colcutt. I'm the big ticket. And we got another one here, man. Joey D's coming in from San Francisco. I'm here in LA. And uh, I I know what I want to start with, but I okay. want to see where you, I want to know if you have something to start with. And I'm curious if it's the same thing. I mean, I think there's a lot of things to talk about this week. I, one of the things that I, I definitely wanted to touch base with, if you didn't watch the Billing Dumb Show, it just came out today. Um, we do a buy or sell segment and I sold this one segment and I sold it hard. I did see that. That was not what I was thinking, but yeah, let's start there then. Let's start there. I, 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 I like sold this. this week on our brilliant dumb show. I sold the NBA sports, uh, like the NBA all-star dunk contest. And yep. here's, here's the thing. Like, I know I'm going to get some backlash on it because listen, I watched Mac McClung when he played for Texas tech. The guy is great. Mm-hmm. I have no ill will against him. I thought he was electrifying. But, I mean, here's where my issue lies. Is the guy has played in over a year, two games in the National Basketball Association, and he's winning the All-Star Contest, uh, the dunk contest. I just think, like, when I look back at, like, the premier, like, slam dunk contest, it was it's probably, if not, the most exciting skills competition in all of sports it really is it's innovative it's fun it's exciting there's like props there's different things that they they add now i think over the years it's gotten too much to that point but the bottom line is it's super fun to watch um and i've loved watching it for years but when i think back to the best and you think about jordan you know dunking from the free throw line or you think vince carter doing like couple of those dunks, the 360 windmills, like it, it, it was absolutely nuts. And the best players at that time in the game were participating in this skills competition, which to me is the way it should be. Like Mac McClung is not in the all-star game. So why in God's name is he in the all-star skills competition? It should be the best players in the world going at it, head-to-head, duking it out. I want to see, for the love of God, LeBron James make a dunk in the dunk competition. Why do we not get that? I don't understand why I have to watch Kenyon Martin Jr., no no, no disrespect, instead of watching LeBron James make a dunk. I don't understand that. And I just think we're getting, and this is what I said on the show, I think we're getting kind of like not the top-tier content that we could be getting. You know what I mean? It'd be like the cream rises to the top. We definitely aren't getting the cream of the creme de la creme of the NBA playing in this thing. So I I, I was interested to know what your take on that is, if I'm just an anomaly here. But I also just think that if it's become so pop culture and like, I I just think it's, it's taken a nosedive in the last several years. And quite frankly, I could care less about it now. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I edit 
the brilliantly dumb show. So yes, I saw your your sell, and I'm buying your your take on that because I, good, I've been good. saying it for a long time, man. The 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 All Star Game, and more specifically, the Slam Dunk Contest has gone way way downhill. At first, it was like you said, it was all the stars. It was Michael Jordan. It was Vince Carter. It was all those guys. It was the best players in the entire game. Then it sneaked into this like, okay, it's guys who are still in the league and definitely on teams and play a bunch, but they're the not as good players obviously but even and like back and in now the day, griffin blake griffin was amazing when he and was now the- we're getting into this period where these guys aren't even in the league they're just Dude, hiring they black top players they're hiring black top players they're and one mixtapes if you used to watch those those are sick undoubtedly those are sick but this is the nba all-star game and they're just like hiring high fly dunk masters to be Take on the it. team for two minutes so they can participate Based for the team in the slam dunk contest, like Mac yes. McClung, he was wearing a Sixer jersey. I take zero pride in that. <laughs> I, like, I like, I like the player. I like him. Like you said, I watched him in college. He was a phenomenal guy to watch in college. I like him, but I don't watch that and see him receive the trophy with the Sixers jersey on and take any sort of pride as a, as a Philadelphia 76er fan in that win. I, I just don't. Why isn't I mean, Embiid in it? Why isn't Giannis in it? Why isn't LeBron yeah. in it? Why isn't, like, I could go on and on and on. Why are these top-tier players? Now, obviously, Durant is hurt. But, like, why are they not in it? And here's my thing. I think perhaps we need to reevaluate whether or not all-star games and these all-star weekends are worth it anymore because to be honest i i personally would not spend a dollar of my own money to go to these things anymore there's no defense there's there's no relevance for the game the game doesn't matter they're clowning around perhaps the only thing that in my eyes that is worth going to is the major league baseball all-star game because it has some sort of relevance and some kind of it holds some kind of merit because doesn't it like whoever wins, whatever, whatever, uh, if the, if the national or American league win, then they have like some kind of like home, uh, home field advantage for the world extra series game for the world series home yeah. field advantage. So yeah. you know what these guys are actually trying, they're actually playing to win. Like it's, 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 it's unbelievable. When you watch the NBA all-star game, there's no defense. They don't care if they win or lose. They could care less. It's like the same thing. Like the worst to me has got to be the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl. Did you see what they were doing for the skills competition? They were playing, playing fucking dodgeball dodge tickets. Yeah, what in God's name are yeah, we doing? Why do we need to have this? Like just remove it. These guys need time off. They want to enjoy themselves. Give them some time just to be able to do their thing. Well, the thing about the Pro Bowl, though, the thing about the Pro Bowl is that they've never made any excuses that this is a highlight of our organization, of of our brand, of our product. They've never made it seem like this. Everyone knows it stinks. Everyone knows it's for nothing. And that's why they have it in Hawaii every year. The thing about the NBA All-Star Game is they used to pride themselves on being the best, or at least it was always them in baseball who had the best. And and for a long time, it was. Like, if you asked me 15 years ago, I would rather watch the NBA All-Star Game than baseball. And, And at that time, I liked baseball 
football a whole lot more, but it was just more interesting. And you saw the best talent going head to head. I mean, you used to see Kobe Bryant going back and forth with Stefan Marbury, and it was it was amazing basketball. Yeah. And you used to see Vince Young in the slam dunk. Or Allen Iverson. It was amazing. And it's just, they've just watered it down to such a degree. And you made a good point on the Brilliantly Dumb show about like, you've got all the best players there. They're all there, but they're dressed like they're going to the club later. Like they're just hanging out. They're and it's hanging like, out wearing, doing wearing grills and just grabbing one another, celebrating guys yeah. who are dunking. Who, to be quite honest, ticket. If I asked you what percentage of the people in that stadium knew who Mac McClung was, what would you say? I'd have to say it has to be less than 20%. Or at least they saw he was on the itinerary and they had to look him up and be like, who is this guy? Yeah, this was said a lot. This was said a lot in the building. People looked at the itinerary and said, that the guy from fucking college? The college player? <laughs> like, no one knows. Like, oh, yeah, the Sixer, of course. Yeah, of course. One of the rising stars of the Sixers. Nobody said that. It's, uh, I, 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 I could not agree more. I think they need to reevaluate. And we're, well, we can touch, stop on this topic and move to something else because it's not the biggest thing in the world. But just, they need to be some reevaluations. When I'm watching Pro Bowl, you know, you know, football players do a longest drive and dunk dodgeball competition it's like can we not get these guys to some some relation to a football move or catching the ball or doing something that they're there for i didn't watch you know i didn't watch you know patrick peterson play for the vikings to see how far he could drive a golf ball like no offense it's like you know Otherwise, what are we yeah. doing here? Like, it's just they're trying to make it in, in entertaining, and it's not working. And it's like, let's just go back to the bread and butter. Or if it doesn't work, remove it. I don't think anybody's going to be up in arms that they can't go to Hawaii and watch a dodgeball competition where Peyton Manning's sitting there looking like he doesn't know what to say. Well, again, I, I don't think the Pro Bowl's ever marketed itself as like this is one of our premier sides of our of our business but with the nba all-star game i the one argument i i guess i kind of see i think it's kind of a cop-out but it's like lebron james it, who's already seen as a master dunker who, who's uh, yes. one of the best players of all time he i guess people say that one argument is he's got everything to lose and nothing to gain by going into that thing like it, let's show say some cojones he's yeah, crowning himself he's crowning himself at the super bowl as the king i Get agree up there and make a goddamn dunk I don't understand. I know, I know. What what is so hard about that? You know what I mean? These guys yeah. have so much pride that they don't want to go up there and not win. It's it's unbelievable. Now, before we move on, I want to ask you a quick question. I want mm. you to give me your and and not obviously based on this conversation because I wouldn't put it in there for the dunk contest, but like your top three in all all sports skills competition, like things that you would like to tune in to watch throughout the years. And I'll start with mine, and then you can go with yours. Wait, amongst okay? all sports? All sports. Oh, I already know. We're going to have the same one for sure. I don't know. I'm going to go at three. I'm going to go the NHL shootout. The mm -hmm. shootout competition. I always enjoyed that. At number two, I'm going to go the slam dunk contest. And at number one, I'm going to go the Major League B uh, Baseball home run derby. I thought that that's always 
when you used to watch these guys just smash balls out of, I think that's always been exciting. So that's my top three, but is yours the same or different? No, mine's different, but, but see, I, uh, 10, 15 years ago, that probably would be my list, but now the slam dunk contest, not even going to be on. Well, but that's what I'm saying over the years, I'm saying like, not right now, not right now. Okay. Uh, like growing up, what you would want to tune into oh, growing up. Okay. Yeah. Well then, then yes. NHL shootout is number three. I was right now. NHL shootouts by number one, but yeah, NHL the, shootouts great. It's the best. They, they have the best all-star game. They have, they're doing it the best, but yes, I guess through the years, the slap shot competition is good too. It's great. So at three, yeah, I'll, I'll do, um, I'll do the the shootout and then two I'm going to go uh I'm going to go home run. I'm going to go home run okay. contest and then one so we'll just flip-flop one and two slam and then dunk contest slam number, dunk one. number one. That was the most exciting shit it ever was when unbelievable. I was, it was I looked forward to that weekend. And now oh. just like you said just like let's just give these guys the whole week off and let's just, just forget let about have the all-star extra time game. off. What are we doing here? Or make it worth something. Make it do the same thing baseball does. Make it you, you know the, the the first prize should be like a paycheck or some kind of like sti- stimulus that they can they can actually go out and really bust their ass for. Otherwise, what do we, you know? Or just go back to East versus West and make it the same as baseball. Like whoever wins gets home field advantage or home court advantage for for the yes. finals. Like I make love, it worth I love something. That. Yeah, I love that. it's yeah. So anyway, what now, did you want to start the, the episode with? I'm interested. I wanted to go with Netflix's new show, Full Swing. Oh. It's so good. Have you watched it yet? I've watched the first three episodes, and I have uh, a lot to say about each one. But I, I'm I'm interested to watch all of. Have you seen all of it so far? I have not. I just watched the Tony Finau one though, and that is great. I hear he's just crying through half of it. Dude, he's such a family guy. Like, yeah, you don't realize like how good of a guy he is. He he's just truly just an A one class level guy, and and he's just. Just awesome. But yeah, I'd say my favorite episode so far, man, it's tough. There's been like the first one was really cool with Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. I think that's tough to beat. The second one with Brooks was really just cringeworthy, if I'm being honest. He wow. seems like a slime ball. And then the I'd say probably my favorite one is the first episode, if I'm being honest. Wow, I think, I think that episode sucks. I think that episode really? is absolute garbage. It almost got me to stop watching. It was so, I was so uninterested in watching Justin. Like the first 20 minutes, I was like, all right, this is cool. They're buddies. They've been playing. You know, it's Justin, Justin Thomas. Thomas making his, his yeah, push that was cool. to win the PGA is super cool. Yeah, it was cool. But for those who don't know, it's, it, each episode follows a different player. The first episode follows basically, I mean, they touch on a, a lot of players, but they're following basically Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth. And they grew up together in Dallas and they've been playing against each other since they were like 15 or something like that. And they still remain friends today. They work out together and, and it, all that business. But it was like, God, at 45 minutes in, I was like, we got it. They're friends. Like, let's move <laughs> the fuck on or talk to some other golfers. But then episode two, see, I feel differently. I thought that was so interesting with Brooks, the way he was falling apart. Like watching someone fall apart in front of a camera is my favorite kind of TV to watch. And that's what Brooks Kepka was doing. He was literally falling apart. (laughs) His girlfriend was like, sometimes I don't know how to get him out of the dumps. And this guy was deteriorating. And the whole episode basically ends with like them asking him about Liv. And we know how that whole story goes. But at the time of filming, 
He didn't, but he just kind of grinned. And then the episode ended. And I was like, that was sick. But yeah, I agree. I mean, he was not, he was an asshole. He didn't come across as a good guy whatsoever. I mean, I don't know the guy. I actually, I, I actually want to re, 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 retake my statement, uh, rebut my statement. My favorite episode, and it's not even close. You know what it is? Ian Poulter? Is Joel Damon. This Joel guy, Damon. I forgot about that one. I watched it. He is absolutely the biggest beauty. And like, I already, I already like consider him a friend of the pod because like we we chum it up with him and he shows us love all the time. I saw him out on Riviera just this last tournament and he was like looking good, cold cuts, and he's a great guy. But you watch this episode, Tick, he isn't. He gets after it. He had to, I won't ruin it, but he he had to qualify for the U.S. Open because he dropped too low in the, the rankings, right? So like he had to do a qualifier to be able to qualify for the U.S. Open. And after his first round, he was so bad that he just starts drinking White Claws in, yeah. in the clubhouse, yeah. goes out and puts on a performance. And then I'm not going to ruin it, but like he puts on a show and he is just he's hysterical. Like he's true. He's candid. Like he's had a, a real run in like with, with his family and himself, too, with cancer. Like it's it's mm. a, it's the best episode by far. It's not even close. Yeah, I haven't gotten to that one yet, but the sense that I've always gotten from him, I guess just through you guys and and just watching a little bit, is that he he seems like he puts good times over golf. Like the oh, only thing yeah. in the world that he puts over golf, like golf's definitely number two, or maybe his family, but good times is where Joel Damon's at. Like he's just He'll there for like, good vibes. He's chumming it up with other players. He's cutting up jokes and other guys are like trying to putt here. And he's just joking around and it, he's he's a beauty. <laughs> He really is. And in the episodes, they're like, they're talking to him. He's like, yeah, I stink at golf. I'm just here, you know, I'm here for the different reasons than the other guys are because I'll <laughs> never win a major. And he's just his scary. He's kind of reminds me of like me in the YouTube golf world, which is why I can relate really well. I mean, he's a, a million times better golfer. But I'm saying in terms of like, if you compare me to like some of the guys that we golf with, like the Micahs and the Grants and the Garretts of the world, like. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I can't hold the candle to the wind to these guys, you know? And it's like, I'm still part of that whole world, but I'm by far not in it for the same reasons that they are, you know? You're, so I you're a good vibes guy. Oh yeah. Immaculate vibes. Unless it's car path only. <laughs> That's right. That, that was the funniest part of that episode. But anyway, <laughs> I want to bring it back to uh, Brooks Kepka for a minute, because I know, yeah via some of our friends like we all there's some things that we know that like i know people have some poor opinions of him but just looking at that episode alone not like just wiping clean the slate of everything you know about him and if the first time you saw him was watching that episode i thought he came across as an absolute dick yeah i don't a, think he's trying to shy away from it either tick he is a he's an asshole did you see the yeah. way he, I mean, I get it. Like the tournament had just ended and it was the masters and that's what everyone works for in that world and stuff. But did you see the way he just blew by his dad? I could never treat my dad that way. I'd at least stop. I mean, I get it. The emotions were high and he played like crap, but God, he just blew by his part dad. Part of the thing Hardly even him gave him is, and I think part of the reason why he was so successful for a while is because he is so competitive that he just has to win. So like, he has this mentality that, like, when he plays in a golf tournament, he wants to crush his opponent. Right. He wants to win. He wants to defeat the field. And, like, I think 
that can be a blessing and a curse, as you saw in that example. But I think he's just so dialed in and so focused that he doesn't think about anything else, you know? So that's why I think now that he went from the top of the top, like to winning what four majors in less than two years to all of a sudden, like the guy's playing on live and nobody gives a fuck about him anymore. Like it's, it's, it's devastating for him. You know what I mean? Like somebody like that thrives off of, you know, off of winning and excellence and being in the public eye and, you and know, the you way take they, that away. And, it's and the way they cut that up too, like you always got to be aware of the point of view of a filmmaker. So this is obviously a documentarian and it's, I think it's paid for by the PGA. So there's a narrative that they want out there, I think. But the way they cut it together was like, he was obviously slipping. He was recognizing that he was slipping and he thought he was down on the dumps. I'm never going to win something big again. And then here comes live. So why don't I take the easy, quick money? That was the way they sort of painted it about him. And it was like, all right, I give up. Why don't I just take a big payday and ride off into the sunset? And it was like, I don't know. Do you you disagree with that? I mean, I know he's battled injuries. And stuff, yeah. but that definitely seems like a case. Yeah, I mean, you the Ian Poulter, the Ian Poulter episode. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he basically comes out and says it like, "This is for my family. It's the best thing, and I'm not gonna." Yeah, but Ian Poulter's also what? He's like 40, 41. Like he's in a different place in his golf career. I understand, like, but I'm saying like he came out and said it. Now true. Brooks is obviously a much better golfer than Ian Poulter ever is, but like the bottom line is he probably realizes like with his injuries and with everything, like there's only guys getting better. Like Max Homa and John Rahm right now would run circles around those. They'd run circles around anybody other than Scotty Scheffler. They're, they're the top three golfers by, and it's not close. Who's, who's and here's next. the thing right now. I feel like with this documentary out with like a couple of like the waste management and all these tournaments that have just come out, the PGA t- tour right now is so far above Liv. It's like when Liv first came out, it was like, oh, I wonder what PGA is going to do and this and that. And like, there could be some serious competition. And like, now I look at the two, I look at the two and I don't even think they're in the same category. Like it's not even close. And I don't know, obviously they have unlimited funding. So yes, they'll be able to, you know, fund Liv for, for, for as long as they want. But how long will it be relevant for? Because I don't think people are going out in the hordes to watch the live golf tours. You know, now they just signed this TV deal, but to me, it's, it's hey, nice. You got to find a way to get that CW channel. Um, <laughs> if there was one golfer that you wish you could still watch for, who went to live, like who's the one guy you wish like came back or never left that you could still watch it's, on the PGA it's, tour? It's a tie for me between Cam Smith and Dustin Johnson. Yeah, mine's Cam Smith all the way. I mean, he. But Dustin Johnson is so was he's been so fun to watch for so long, and like the aura that he has to him, and then you put Paulina in there when he wins, and you see what she's wearing on the course, and there's that (laughs) backdrop, and like, but there's a lot of stuff. Like he's a hell of a fucking golfer because he can drive the ball a mile, but he's still got he's he's a class grade a golfer so like i'd say it's him and cam smith for sure but yeah i'll definitely miss dustin johnson as well and we're talking about him as if they're dead you can go watch them on the cw 
But um, the thing with Dustin is, like, at least I got to watch him for, like, a decade, like, and be awesome. And watch. I felt like Cam Smith was just breaking, and he was about to bring so much exciting golf and competitive golf to the PGA. Imagine he was still with the I tour. Like, I mean, I know, you have Cam I know. Smith with Homa and Rom and then Shoffley. Shepard. I mean, it would just yeah. be – And then, obviously, Justin Thomas and Rory. I mean, it's – Yeah. It's, it would have been super cool, but – you know, it is what it is, and it'll be exciting. I think I'll watch a couple of the tournaments on Live, but if they stink, I mean, I'm not going to give it too much time. But I, I might give that first tournament. Do a you shot. like the team concept? Because I like the individual player playing it out and going through the highs and lows of a golf tournament Me to too. win. It, I do it's too. So much I, more enjoyable. I'll tell you what I do like, though, is I like the shotgun start, and I like that, you know, two guys can have two holes left, but they're not playing the same holes. I kind of I I don't know if I'd prefer it over the PGA and everyone start, but I do find that interesting, and I think that's a fun concept to toy around with, and I'm interested to to see more it's of that. Fun to watch a final pairing like that yeah, final yeah. pairing with Max, and Rom for the Genesis when they're going neck and neck, and you know there's no no one else out there, so they just know like it's going to finish one of them probably winning. That is cool because the intensity levels are so high. It's I mean, I, I get I get nervous just hitting a golf ball just regularly. I can't imagine when, when there's hundreds of thousands of dollars riding on a putt like yeah. that is intense, you know. But yeah, I don't know. I think I think we'll have to wait and see. But I'll probably tune into a live thing and just to see what it's like. But uh, yeah, I've gone over to the Jets and the Jet before they had a TV deal. He would like find it on some weird like. <laughs> you know russian stream and i would be like oh okay all right this was interesting but it, it, the whole feel the excitement the competitiveness the intensity it just lacked all of that it was like you know the waste management is so cool for the pga because it's once a year and that's it but a lot of these live tournaments felt like the waste management each week and it was like all right there's nothing special about it when it's yeah. every week and and all it really is doing is zapping a lot of the intensity and competitiveness out of out of the sport so i don't know we'll by the see. way tick our golf our golf picks did pretty good yeah they did more cowell was playing well and then he kind of dropped off there but homa homa oh, man. Uh, i said rom and homa i mean i know that they're favorites so yeah. probably a lot of people did lay juice on them but like dude those guys are just so dialed in right now i don't think you can go wrong with taking them as one of your top three, four guys, if you're trying to look for a winner for a golf tournament, I mean, John Rahm, man, is is I mean, the both of them are uh, unbelievable. Did you see that one highlight of John Rahm where he banged it off the grandstands and it kicked back onto the green? He was within like six feet of the pin. Did you see that? I didn't see that didn't one, see but that? I saw I saw him almost make a hole in one and call the shot. He says yeah. that's perfect. It's going to be online. That was sick, dude. He he hit this one three wood shot it was a par five i believe and he hit it so strong it, that all the grandstands were behind he hit off the grandstand and it kicked back and it was like six feet from the hole and he sunk it for for eagle and i was like man as good as he is sometimes there's a little luck in it involved gotta be good well, to be lucky tick that's what they say lord knows i've never seen a kick like that in my life <laughs> i've never seen such a thing i've never put enough I, english on the ball to I, such a kick I really enjoyed watching Homa in the press conference to see how oh, yeah. much that tournament meant to him. Like, how can you not root for this guy? He is He's just absolutely – and to know that, like, dude, we were golfing with him in our channel and, like, shooting the shit with him, and he almost shot his personal best while he was filming with us is, like, 
so sick to think about, but like just to see him as like a guy and like as from a personal level, he's just a, a class act through and through. Like he cares about the game so much. And obviously he won the Riviera in, in, you know, in a year when there was a pandemic. So they didn't have fans there. So he wasn't able to celebrate and be an LA guy, you know, this, this time around, I think he, well, he knew that he had a legitimate, really good shot to win it. And I guess his family and friends were there and he just came up, you know, just a little short and man, seeing how, how, how real he is and how much this tournament meant to him. That's, that's what it's all about right there, man. That was really cool to watch. I agree. I mean, yeah, you put it well, that's, that was watching him get emotional about it. And I mean, that's why I picked him to begin with Anytime someone goes home and there's a tournament that means more to them. I, I, I like to pick them. Um, but Max obviously was an easy one to pick because even on top of that, he's already playing, you know, the best golf around other than John Rahm. But yeah, seeing him get emotional about it and wanting to win in front of his friends and family when he didn't get to a couple years ago during the pandemic was was emotional. It was really it was good TV. It was good TV. Um, all right, moving on here. I want to touch something before we get to these viewer questions. Football's obviously over. We just went through the first Sunday without it. Um, but there is something coming. It's the XFL and the USFL. And are you going to give this a shot or or no? Are you just are you just saying fuck it to football until next September or or are you going to try XFL and USFL? I watched a little XFL this weekend. Wow. <laughs> I just I I tuned in. Okay. I got to tell you this league looks fun. The XFL. I don't know about this USFL. Yeah, hey, I made it at this XFL, the idea that you can score a touchdown and go for three points yeah. and get nine points in a score is I fucking love it. <laughs> I thought it was I thought it was a lot of fun. And by the way, there's some playmakers out there. There was some good football. Like oh, yeah. there was some actual I was watching, I don't even remember the game I was watching, but like I was watching one of the games and there's some good throws and catches, and like it's actually like I feel like it could be kind of like, you know how like there's the G League for the NBA or the AHL for like the NFL. I feel like this could be like a lower league that they could actually find a couple top tier level guys on and draw them in for talent that could end up playing in the NFL, you know, and then friend of the pod, AJ McCarron was, is playing in the XFL, led a huge comeback game for the win. And, and that was awesome to see too. So yeah, I I thought initially XFL this is garbage, but like, dude, I've learned one thing in my life in the last 10 years is do not doubt the rock at all. This man knows how to succeed in any and every way possible. Whether it's in WWE, he comes into movies, he starts doing the remember he did the tooth fairy. Yeah. Remember, oh, I was yeah. like, this guy is just scratching and clawing to try to get into the movies now he's the biggest movie fucking star in hollywood and now he's got the xfl i i really i've just learned in my life do not doubt this man this mm -hmm. guy has ideas and he has has pizzazz and he has the cojones and he i think if anybody could make something happen there's a different feel to the league right out of the gate than when vince mcmahon did it with the he hate me bullshit joke of an xfl that it was before i feel like this could be i don't i'm not gonna say it's gonna replace anything close to nfl but it's definitely something i would sit down and tune into and watch or even bet on 
Yeah, the Rock is like vintage Tom Brady. Just don't don't bet against him. He's gonna <laughs> he's going to take your money if you bet against him. Um, and yeah, AJ McCarron for the St. Louis Battlehawks. Uh, Battle a great game. Hawks. It was good. It was actually a, a really interesting game. And like you said, the, the level of play is is high. Um, yeah, nothing's ever going to replace the NFL ever, 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 ever. But the, you know, the good thing about this is they have it during the off season for the NFL. So it's just something to get us through something entertaining. Still watch people throw the football around. And, and again, like you said, it could be seen as a little farm system. Maybe you see, Oh, a guy like AJ McCarron could still be a, a backup. And then he gets a job with the, you know, somewhere in the league with Atlanta or something. And, and also a lot of these guys who get passed over in the draft, a lot of young guys who who are really good players but get passed over in the draft, get to show themselves there, and then maybe they get a deal up there. So they've got a lot of high-level talent. They really do. The USFL did not so much. But they've got a lot of either guys who no longer feel like they can play in the um, – in the NFL anymore because they're getting older, like much like the NHL. A lot of these guys, like David Krejci, stopped playing because he was getting older and he went to go play in Czech, Czechoslovakia. And a lot of guys leave and go play in Russia. It's like when you get a little older and these guys in well, the Krejci's NHL are too fast now, for you. No. Now he's back, but he did. He left for a little bit. And then, but a lot of these guys go to Russia the, the latter years of their uh, career, and it's a little bit slow over pace, but you still get paid pretty decently. And that's, you know, what the XFL could be mixed with a lot of young talent right out of college who just didn't quite get drafted or, or got drafted and got dropped in training camp. And a la Mac McClung. Yeah, exactly. And um, <laughs> so, <laughs> six are great. Six are great. Um, but I, I like it. I'm, I'm into, like you said, the rock. Don't fucking sleep on this guy. He knows exactly what he's doing. He's marketing this thing well. And on top of that, the, the talent's good. The games are good. You know, it's not NFL, but the games are good. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on to some fan questions here, Joey D. I have the fan questions. Where are they? Okay. You ready? Yeah. All right. First fan question comes in from Mr. Jordan Sutton. Should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Fuck yes. Yeah. This guy, I, I don't know if we talked about this before on, on the Sportsman. I think we might have. We did. Yeah, a long this time This guy's ago. gotten the worst. He, he's gotten the worst, like, basically, I can't imagine somebody who's gotten it worse than Pete Rose. Like, listen, he bet on himself, and I understand that. But he was fucking good, and he went out and won those games. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like he was... Listen, you get a slap on the wrist. Calvin Ridley bet on a fucking football game, multi or maybe multiple, and missed a year. He didn't. He didn't get removed from like the entirety of his legacy in the NFL. Now, obviously, you can't compare him with Pete Rose because he's a new player and he's not, you know, in a Hall of Famer like Pete Rose is. But like to take away the accolades of what this guy did is shameful. It's 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 really brutal. I think he's – I don't know. I would love to see him be in the Hall of Fame. I, I mean, I, that's me. Now, I'm not as big a baseball guy as you, so I'm interested to know what your thoughts are. But, like, I feel like the punishment on this – this guy, I, you know, this guy had armed robbery and he's paying the death penalty. Yeah, well, there's a couple things here. I mean, first of all, he's the all-time hit leader. I mean, no one has as many hits as him, and it, he was not taking steroids. He was not – I mean, what are we talking about here? He's the all-time <laughs> – he's got over 4,000 hits. It's unbelievable. Um, second of all, he was betting on himself, like you said, 
as a manager. He never bet on himself, never made bets when he was a player. And people go into the Hall of Fame for all different kinds of reasons, as players, as managers, as GMs, as, you know, owners, all different kinds of things. Fine. He was betting as a manager. Don't put him in as a manager, even though he was a great manager, too. But he never did anything like that as a player. And he's your all-time hit leader. Put him in the Hall of Fame as a player. He never did anything wrong. He did nothing wrong as a player. And he's one of the greatest players to ever do it. So Bud Selig had it out for him. I he must have. But they say, but you know, Bud Selig's long, long gone now. Fucking retroactively get to his ass in there. Um <laughs> I so of course, of course. I mean, that's anyone who you know, there's a lot of topics I respect other people's opinions. I don't respect your opinion. I don't respect your opinion if you think <laughs> Pete Rose should not be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's just that's just a ridiculous asinine take. So yeah, it's a clear yes for me. Um <laughs> next question. Resounding yes for That's a resounding yes. It's 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 abhorrent. I don't use that word often, but it's abhorrent. That's a hell of a word. A hell abhorrent. of a word. Yeah, yeah, it's a five dollar word. Um <laughs> next question comes from Mr. Tim Roke. Or Roquet, either way, I apologize, Tim, if I got that wrong. Cutsy, if you were creating the perfect golfer, what attributes of professional golfers, past and present, would they be? And same question for ticket, but for football. All right, you go first with, with golf. Oh, geez. Um, give me a golfer who has a Fred Couples swing mixed with a Tiger winning drive and, and sheer mentality and, like, ultimate focus and then the ball speed and strength of like a Rory McIlroy that can pound the ball I think and then maybe who's who's really I think those three things together and then maybe like the dominance of like an Arnold Palmer as well I think you mix like four those four guys in you're, you're cooking with fucking nitro man like you're looking at a guy who can't be stopped but yeah I think what about the putting I'm, I was trying to think who is the best putter that I can remember. Like, I, I don't. Well, McCarthy right now is the best putter. Everyone in, always in says the, him, yeah. But yeah, I just think that like every. It's funny because every golfer, you know, when you're watching the full swing, you know, different episodes and stuff, every golfer brings something like an element to their game that sets them differently from another. Like, I'll give you an example: Matt Fitzpatrick. He was showing there's there's an episode of him. He's he's marked down what he shot each club with. So like he pulls out a, a box and he can tell you how far he used to hit his five iron when he was 15 years old. And he's got all his wow. scores and all his records and he uses all this data. So like things like that are super cool because not everybody does that, you know, and there's things that are super cool. Like some golfers are more analytical. Some are more, you know, like re you know, reactional. It's really cool to see. So I think like you take some elements and you kind of put them together like Frankenstein, it would be kind of cool, but those would be my four guys. I, I think like Fred couples, when I look at his swing, it's just so pure and so freaking graceful. And then watching tiger, like the thing with tiger is he struck fear in the hearts of like everybody, every other competitor, like, if he was within three, four strokes going into like the last day, people were like looking down, watching to see what he was doing for that final Sunday. Like it's, we never seen anything like that. So yeah, I think that would be my, what about you? That would be my answer. Well, this guy asked me for the same question, but for a football player, but it's like, there's a, there's a lot of different positions in football. 
So I guess uh, I, I well, would do a quarterback. Do a quarterback. All right. For a quarterback, I would do um, I would do the arm strength of a Josh Allen. I would do the accuracy of an Aaron Rodgers. I would do um, the speed of a Michael Vick. And wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. And just and just the overall carrying himself like the the personality of like a peyton manning like i want what about tom brady just a leader yeah but that's the thing about and, the, and then okay and then the consistency of a tom brady because that's i, I mean, think his biggest i don't think tom brady ever did any one thing the best i think he just did it so consistently and all yeah. and so yeah so then the clutch gene uh and consistency of a tom brady that's hard go. to beat you, you i mean that is <laughs> yeah that's a good player right that there. that young man's gonna take over the world <laughs> <laughs> I Chris tell you, Arch Manning kid. Um, all right, and then our final question comes from. There's a link here. Comes from uh, James Patrick Featherston. Showtime. But I don't know where it is. I just had a link here to click on it, and it's it's. Uh, it took. Me I have to... it here. Oh, you do. Okay. Here it is, right here. All right. Okay. It says. It's a tie game in the Super Bowl. 30 seconds left. Forrest, which is obviously Forrest Gump, wants to go home. But Bobby thinks Forrest was talking bad about his mama. Could Bobby stop Forrest? <laughs> Probably one of the greatest questions of all time. All time. That's phenomenal. <laughs> Look at I, Sandler's face here. That's a guy who's not happy somebody's talking bad about his mama. It's Bobby Boucher. No one talks bad about his mama. <laughs> I'll let you answer this. What do you think? I, nobody stops Bobby Boucher. I'm sorry, not even Forrest Gump. No, Bobby... I think Forrest is outrunning Bobby. No, Boucher. Bobby Boucher is laying a a a, a, <laughs> a career-ending hit on Forrest Gump. Uh, I'm taking Bobby Boucher every day of what the week. What a question I mean, this guy... from Showtime. <laughs> Well, what an absolute elite question from James Patrick Featherston. My oh, God. Okay. All right. Well, I think that was another good episode here and another great batch of questions. Um, By the way, we're sure. rattling these things off here. We're doing a good job. We're, Mr. Anderson it, has us in check. That's he's true. Got, he's we're on a whole thing. new level of consistency going You're on the right pulse. now. I will say this, that, um, you know, I put a poll on my on my Instagram yesterday. I said, what what are you grateful for today? And I'm looking through all the responses, and then I see Mr. Anderson writes, I'm grateful to be a sportsman. And you wow. know what? I, this guy just is cut from a different cloth, man. He really is. I mean, to Did keep us in he, line. He bought his first have a day hat. I feel bad. We should have just sent him one. I think he put. Uh, we it. definitely would have sent. I definitely would have. I wish he well, had. Well, we were sold out. But yeah, I, we definitely would have sent him one for sure. So, Mr. Anderson, next time you have. Any needs or anything that you require from you know from know. our side of things, Lord knows you do enough for us day in day out. Just just shoot us a holler. Yeah, but yeah, absolutely. I I think with the three of us now, that was the missing piece. That was like the one link that was just somebody to keep us in check. Because I'll six, tell you the what, six man. I don't think I would have been doing this from San Francisco otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> no, we would have totally skipped this week. Absolutely skipped this week. We 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 would have we would have had two episodes come out over the past couple months as opposed to what we probably had eight or nine. 
Um, well, yeah, but we we just keep putting them out there. And by the way, have you seen the YouTube? I have not. I you hope not it's going better, but I don't oh, think the, the people Jay. care. What? I don't think the people care about how the YouTube's doing. But we're up to 664 subscribers. There you go. We're moving. We're chugging along here, people. And you're on the ground floor. If you're listening right now, you're part of the ground floor of an exciting new project. Imagine one day we're like Mike and Mad Dog just going yeah. back and forth. <laughs> back to the roots of the original sportsman. And people will like go to the annals of history and watch this. Well, episode. we'll have to start disagreeing with each other more often, even if we don't actually disagree. That that seems to be the key to these like argumentative debate shows. Like they don't even they just take the other side regardless oh, of what it is because it's better TV. That that's what Skip does, and that's I think what Mike and the Mad Dog did too. Um, but the bottom line is, you have good takes, and so do I. So I'm not going to disagree with them. That's true. That's true. As long as we bring new and additional points to it. But anyway, uh, go ahead and subscribe to that YouTube. Follow us on the Instagram. Um, that was another great episode. Uh, thanks, everyone around here for your questions. Joey D and, and Mr. Anderson, as always. Um, that is Joey D over there. Mr. Cold Cuts himself. I'm the big ticket, and we are the sportsmen. Till next week, folks. <laughs>